I love eating seasonally. We can do it very easily here on Long Island. Obviously, when the growing season ends in November, we're in the supermarkets more. But basically, when you eat in season, you're eating in harmony with nature's rhythm. So right now, it's the days are colder, the days are shorter. We want warm, moistening, comforting foods. That's why you see a lot of the root vegetables in the market. There are no strawberries on Long Island in November. They're there in June. All those suburb fruits and vegetables are hydrating. They're full of water, and they're great for that time of the year. That's what your body needs. So your body really does adjust with nature. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hey guys, Tina here. I'm so excited to bring you the second in a series from the Women's Yoga and Healing Retreat. Today's show is featuring Chef Nancy Ferreras. I could not have held this retreat without Nancy. Not only was it in her home in Orient Point, but she was the most amazing chef that created amazing food for us. I love that we spoke about Nancy's journey in healthy cooking, healthy eating, and how she loves to cook for people. Cooking for her is in her soul. It's a passion for her to bring people together. And she cooks mostly seasonally, organically when she can. And of course, it's full of whole, beautiful foods. We talk a little bit about being not always 100%, but doing the best we can to really eat seasonally, to eat in whole living. And she talks about the menu of the day. So as you're listening, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. You're going to want to write down some of her items that and some of the menu for the day. And also in the show notes, please don't forget, go ahead and check out that link. We included a PDF of a beautiful quinoa salad for everyone. So Nancy's information, you can go check her out. It's Nancy's Nourishing Kitchen and her website is nancysnourishingkitchen.com. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, a cup of tea and enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, Nancy. How are you today? I'm great, Tina. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. I cannot tell you that I'm still beaming from our beautiful healing retreat together. I feel the same way. I walked away feeling what a special day. I really enjoyed the whole entire day. I enjoyed you. I enjoyed everybody there. It really was special. Now, I have to tell everybody and the listeners that even the ladies that attended the retreat were quite surprised that we had never met. (laughs) (laughs) I think we were surprised that we had never met when you walked in the door. It was very funny, right? It was. And, you know, it's so interesting because all the ladies thought we knew each other. We went way back and we had been doing this for quite some time. And this was our first retreat together. And it was your first retreat ever hosting. It was. Um, and I had no idea what to expect. And it turned out to be a really great day. And part of it, I think, was well planned, but we did wing it a little bit and it worked out great. It worked out fantastic. I know from now working together that we both are planners, which is great because we did start planning this, I guess, really in the summer and just organizing in our head how many people, how many spaces, 
What does the day entail? Not necessary details in the beginning, but how many meals, how many women? I remember you sending me pictures from your home and laying out mats and figuring out how many mats were going to fit. Exactly. I was trying to envisualize if we had to move furniture and I had my yoga mats trying to figure it all out. And uh, then when you walked in and you saw the space live, you were like, wow, this isn't exactly what I expected. It turned out to be, I think, even a little bit better, if I recall. I do. I really like the idea that we didn't have to move the furniture and your home is so well spaced out that we were able to keep that feeling of, you know, living room kind of sitting area. And I I joked around, I got there early and I was staging the area. So I had animal totem cards and I had some incense and I had some oils. So when the ladies would want to go sit down in the couches, and then we kind of used your very large foyer for all the the yoga practice. And it it worked out really perfectly. I, I really, it was just a beautiful, perfect day. I totally agree. And I'm glad we didn't move the furniture either because even when there were different breaks in the day, if I recall, everybody, just like if I have guests or family in my home, were able to spread out and mingle around. And uh, when some of you went for a walk later, a few of the women just chose to stay and they were sitting on the chairs just chatting. So it really was a very homey environment. And I know I say this because it's my home, but I think when we designed that house, we kind of envisioned that with family. I never could have thought about having other women in my house enjoying the space the way they did, just like I do in our own home. So uh, it really was more of a home than a um, created environment. You say you staged it a little, but you really didn't stage it that much. You had it very warm and welcoming for your retreat, but it was in that homey environment. And I think that really contributed to the day. Oh, absolutely. I think that if it was, you know, I think venue and it was interesting as I was writing the last episode, I was thinking about what does retreat offer? And one of the three things that it offers is the first thing is sacred space. And the fact that your home, it's an, it is an actual home that has, you know, loving, beautiful family. And it's a home. It's not a, it's not a space I rented out or a room I rented out or a lodge or even a hotel. And that sacred space, the three things I was talking about that retreats offer is sacred space, connection. I mean, there's many things, but sacred space, connection, and then the time for self-care and having it not only in your home, that like home feeling, and then obviously where we were. I had never been to Orient Point, and I have to tell you, it's really magical. It's really beautiful. It's a very special corner of the world. It really is uh, in its own simplicity. It's really a special place. Now, I would love to bring the listeners back a little bit and just give them a little bit of your background of who you are and how you came to do what you do in loving to cook. And I know your company is Nourish and Kitchen, so how you nourish and and really love this passion that you do. Sure. I was looking for something to do um, as my next career as my kids got older, and I've always loved to cook. And I had a career in finance. And at that point in time, I had almost even thought about going back for my master's in nutrition, and it just didn't work out. And over the years, I've done different things, personal training certification, thought about going back for my master's to teach phys ed. And I ended up taking classes at the Natural Gourmet Institute in New York City for my own personal benefit. 
and they had a chef's training open house. And I went to it and that was what I wanted to do. And what the Natural Gourmet Institute is, is it's located in Chelsea in New York and it's probably the leading culinary school in, in New York City for sure that focuses on whole foods, plant-based cuisines and their benefits. So it combined traditional culinary training with nutrition science and food and healing and that just struck a chord with me. Um, it was kind of how we lived our lives here at home. I've always cooked for my kids. They've never, rarely have bought lunches at school. So it just fit into my lifestyle and then took it to the next level because there was so much more that I learned there. And even in the past five years, you know, our lifestyle has changed just as a result of that education. What was great about that is so many people that attend the Natural Gourmet don't always work in restaurants. They choose to do things like I'm doing now, whether it's a retreat or it's cooking for people who are sick, who want to learn. So it's almost more culinary education, which is what I really, really like too. I love to cook for people, but I really love to teach people that delicious food can be healthy and nourish your body. And that's where I came up with Nancy's Nourishing Kitchen, because it was me nourishing through food. And and that's kind of how I grew up, too, at home. You know, there's a lot of love in food. And I love when you were speaking to the ladies, there was one meal that you joined us and you were giving a little bit of your background and talking a little bit about the menu, which we'll get to. And you got a lot of questions. I mean, there's a lot of miscommunication, you know, a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of people are, you know, about this whole eating and whole living and healthy living. And what's your personal thoughts on that? What do you adopt? And then without, and I know that everybody has their own choices, but what can you speak to that? Because I know sometimes people go into like a fear of, or, or afraid to do anything, you know, like afraid to eat this or afraid to eat that, or even afraid to experiment. So what, what can you say to those kind of things? To that, I mean, basically simple is best, right? So my real philosophy is to try to eat fresh, local, seasonal, organic when possible, and keep it very, very simple. And if you stick to eating foods from nature, you really just need to keep it simple and let the foods speak for themselves. I think there are a lot of misconceptions in that kind of stuff that things don't taste good and you can really make fresh food taste delicious. It's easy to experiment with and it doesn't have to be complicated. I'm trained as a chef and I can cook fancy, but I don't cook fancy because I don't think it's necessary. I also think people get afraid. There are so many different diets out there and what they should and shouldn't eat. And I think that unless you are, say, celiac or diabetic and you have a true diagnosed condition, do not get caught up in all that kind of stuff. You have to eat what makes your body feel well. And you're the only person that can know that. And I know I do remember talking about sometimes foods uh, when we were sitting there. So I've got three daughters. They're 17, 20, and 22. And especially as teenagers, those teenagers you know, would balk at my healthy cooking. And so instead of treating food as good or bad, or right is wrong, and right and wrong, I always thought about sometimes food. And I think I even talked about my favorite indulgence of spaghetti carbonara. I don't, <laughs> every, right? I don't eat that every day, but if I'm at a restaurant that makes really good carbonara, 
that's my sometimes food. It's not good or bad. I will enjoy it at that moment in time. But most of the time, I am eating as unprocessed food as I possibly can. So it's okay. I don't lose any sleep over it. And I would encourage people not to do that too. It's give yourself a break and enjoy fresh, healthy food most of the time. And then if you're going to indulge, own it, enjoy it, and then move on. Yeah. I think that's so great to say that because I think there we're in this world of everybody should be gluten-free everybody should be a vegetarian. Everybody shouldn't have sugar at no, I mean, and I'm not saying all these things are, you know, in degrees, but it's this, it's this whole thing, you know, I remember, I remember recently being with someone and everyone's turning gluten-free just because they want to be gluten-free. And I'm like, okay, you know, and you start thinking someone like me goes, should I be gluten-free? I don't, I'm not, I don't have any stomach. I mean, should I, shouldn't I? It's really nice to just hear what you're saying and to also know that the occasional spaghetti carbonara isn't so bad, you know? And it's like you said, whole food, fresh food, organically when possible, seasonal. So talk a little bit about that because I love that when you said that at the retreat, like you said something about you shouldn't have strawberries in this particular month. And I'm going, really? So tell me, talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about the seasonal food in the right seasons. I love eating seasonally. We can do it very easily here on Long Island. Obviously, when the growing season ends in November, we're in the supermarkets more. But basically, when you eat in season, you're eating in harmony with nature's rhythm. So right now it's the days are colder, the days are shorter. We want warm, moistening, comforting foods. That's why you see a lot of the root vegetables in the market. There are no strawberries on Long Island in November. They're there in June. All those summer fruits and vegetables are hydrating. They're full of water, and they're great for that time of the year. That's what your body needs. So your body really does adjust with nature. So just because strawberries are in season somewhere doesn't necessarily mean that we should be eating them now. Hmm. So you're really going with the nature, and there really is a reason why we're looking for butternut squash now in November. It's warm. It's comforting. I don't really want to eat a butternut squash stew in July. It's not satisfying and it's not what your body needs. So that's what I really mean about eating with the seasons. And I heard you doing stuff with your cards and things like that. And it probably kind of goes in with with a little bit of Chinese medicine and some of the things you probably know more about. It's you just have to follow your body and nature's rhythms. And that's that's really what eating with the seasons is. You know, it's interesting because I dabble, and I, I mean really dabble in Ayurveda. And Ayurveda talks about, it's the science of yoga, and it talks about exactly what you're saying. So in different seasons, we do different things. And you eat seasonally based on, well, they call, they call it your dosha. So depending on the season and eating seasonally. And then they also talk about like your dosha in Ayurvedic terms is your consistency. So some people have more air, some people have more earth, some people have more fire. And there's a whole, I could do a whole episode on that, but, and I don't know a lot about it, but based on that, that's how you would eat. But also depending on the season that you're in. So it's all very similar and it all makes sense. Interestingly enough, as you're talking about, like spiritually speaking, So we just changed the clocks back here 
in, in New York and Eastern time. And we also, it's getting darker, right? Earlier, it's colder. And so spiritually speaking, we're coming within, we're coming more into the hibernation, similar to the animals where we come in. So when we come in, we're doing more inner work. They talk about meditation or reflecting, journaling time. You know, not that you're going to do that 24 seven, but there's a very different feeling of this month and coming into the winter months than the summer months. The summer months were outside. There's more action. We're expending energy. We're enjoying the sunlight for longer periods of time. So I love that. The rhythm of the food, the rhythm of our body, it's, it's that whole body-mind soul or body-mind-spirit connection. And you made me think um, when you talked about you know being inward, just think about some of the food that's in the season, right? So the root vegetables, the carrots, and all the things that grow in the ground, right? You're going inward. When you think about the spring and the summer, all those plants, right, are growing upwards and out towards the sun. So your leafy greens and your berries that are on the vine and things like that. So just even how the food grows is definitely an indicator of the season and what you were just mentioning, you know, whether you're inward or you're spreading out. And if you think about that in the spring when the days are longer and we change the clocks again and it's lighter, you want to be out and everything is going up. Now we're all going in and that's where that food is in the ground. So it, it does make a lot of sense. I love that. That is an awesome analogy. That is so perfect. So let's bring the listeners to the day a little bit of the menu and the itinerary. I've given a little bit on the last episode, just a bit of everyone shut up around nine o'clock. We had early breakfast or snack breakfast, and then we moved into the yoga class. Can you share with everyone a bit of the menu and um, maybe a few things or items, not maybe the whole recipe, but just a little bit of what was prepared that day so they can get an idea. Absolutely. So everybody, because they had a long drive, we assume that probably they ate a little bit, but we wanted to have um, a snack for them. And I designed the whole menu, again, based on seasonal eating and everything that I could get local. So you could see where we were in Orient, that is farm country, still very much is. And I get a lot of my produce from Terry Farm, which actually has a farm stand at Christopher Morley in Roslyn. But here on Long Island, we can get produce pretty much anywhere. So I wanted to design a menu for the women that were going to be there that came as close as it could to, to the land we were on. And I did. The farm is a mile further east from my house, but also a, a seasonal menu. So they had a long drive. I was assuming they were eating but wanted a little snack. So I did have some organic grapes for them. Grapes are in season now. Not on Long Island, but they still are in season now. You don't see them so much um, in the spring for some reason. And I made these little mini rosemary pear muffins. So they were gluten-free. Um, because we did have some women that were gluten and dairy-free, so I tried to honor those um, dietary needs as much as possible. So these were made with almond flour, and they were had rosemary, so they were savory, and then fresh pear. And it was very, very simple. The pear was local. So that's how we kind of started the day. Lunch, again, seasonal local menu. So we had a broccoli leek potato soup. It was. I know it was a beautiful day, but it was October 28th. You're thinking warm, comforting. There was some kale and ginger in it, which all have really great healing properties. To me, soup is one of the ultimate comfort foods. It provides so much nutrition and just gives you that really warm, cozy feeling. And I paired that with a wild rice salad with roasted carrots, 
also from the farmer's market, and I roasted them with a little chipotle powder, um, a touch of maple syrup, just to give a pop of flavor. And that was our lunch. And I think everybody was pretty satisfied with that. Oh, very good. Um, it was it was delicious. I'm just you're bringing me back to the day. So it was delicious. <laughs> Um, you know, when you think soup and like a salad, you go, okay, what are people really going to like? And I, and I think it was just enough. It was perfect. We were going to have an afternoon snack, but the day really flied and we went right into dinner. And for dinner, again, I chose a seasonal vegetarian menu. And for there, I did a creamy polenta, again, gluten-free for those that couldn't eat the gluten and topped that with like a smoky black bean sauce. So it was half pureed black beans, half kind of chunky with a chipotle powder, again, to give it that smoky flavor. We topped that with a vegan green goddess sauce, which was really just avocado, some garlic, lemon juice, apple cider vinegar, and fresh herbs. And I paired that with a raw salad, but it was shaved Brussels sprouts, sliced radishes, and some apples in a simple white wine and lemon juice vinaigrette. And that just gave that fresh burst of flavor to the heavier black bean polenta dish. And then we had a little tasty treat at the end. I made mini macaroons, which were healthy. Um, The only sweetener in it was pure maple syrup, some uh, unsweetened coconut, and a couple of egg whites. And that was really it. So it was a very simple menu. I chose vegetarian also because I think as we grew up, we were always used to meat as the center of the dish. And all those vegetables were the little sides. So I really wanted to bring the vegetables and the plant protein to the center of the plate to really show anybody that you can have a warm, satisfying, tasty meal all made out of plants and hopefully not miss the meat. And I'm a meat eater. I'm not knocking meat at all, but I think that's our go-to. And I really wanted to showcase the the vegetables and the produce, especially since we were out there in the middle of these farms. And, you know, it's very true because I grew up in a family that it was, you know, meat, and a starch and a vegetable. As I was, I was a mom quite young. So I started out and I did the same thing. You know, I thought I had to have chicken and then have a vegetable and then have the starch, you know, and mm-hmm. as time has gone on and I, I eat meat as well. I don't eat as much meat as I used to, but I, it's so nice to see that you can have a comforting, not that I think vegetables in general are not comforting. I don't mean that, but the way you, when you can create it where you have your vegetable as a protein. So you still have that comfort, but you also pair it and it becomes the main meal. I'm learning too. So I'm, I'm one of these people that are always very enamored with people that cook because I don't feel like cook good or well, or know what to cook. And I think I get caught up in the good, bad, indifferent, what do I do? So, but looking at that day, it just reminded me exactly what you're saying, that the vegetable, that, you know, plant protein and plant vegetables in general can be your meal and be very satisfying. You don't have to walk away feeling unsatisfied. So I have to tell everybody, if your mouth is, you know, watering right now and savoring, I want to make sure we direct them to your website. So I will put it in the show notes. And so make sure that you read the show notes, whatever app you're looking, uh, listening to for the podcast. But Nancy's website is nancysnourishingkitchen.com. And you can read more about her as well as recipes and contact her. And I think Nancy and I are on a roll to probably have more retreats. I want to 
talk about that. Now, how do people reach you and what are you open to? What kind of, I know we're coming into the holidays, so I would think you're busy around the holidays. What kind of events or things do you do that people can reach out to you for, for their needs? People can either call me. My cell phone is on that website or email me. My email is on the website. I don't plan anything as far as I don't have a schedule of classes. So people just really reach out to me based on their needs. So I will do some private chef work where I will cook for people. Sometimes people are sick and just want a few meals. I do enjoy and will do a lot of cooking demos and different groups will contact me there. And it will be almost part cooking, part nutrition lesson, and then a tasting. But I really like to cater to clients' personal needs. And that's kind of how I run my business. So I don't have set classes once a month going out of my classes. It's almost just like you. When there's a need, somebody gives me a call and we can brainstorm. And I would just fit it into whatever the person really needs. And that's what's the, the most exciting thing about it because it's always changing. Yeah. And I can say that because we, we really created this. I had an idea and we kind of formulated it. We put it all together and it wasn't anything from paper. It wasn't, it wasn't planned. It was planned out once we created the concept, but you're right. It's not like I went to your website and I said, okay, I want package A or package B or package C. You were able to work with me and we created a very personal touch for the ladies that attended. Right. And I think that's what, what's most important. You know, I have a small business, so right. I don't have those packages and I will never operate that way. I really like and enjoy the personal environment and that personal interaction. And it can even change within the day. So that's, what's kind of nice. I mean, there is a lot of planning, especially when it comes to food, you know, that, you know, menus have to be set and food has to be purchased and there's a lot of prep in advance. So it's not like you can fly split second on that, but there's a lot of room to meet everybody's individual needs. And that's what makes it very special. But I love to teach. I want to say, not in a classroom environment, just educating people about food and local produce. And we even talked about the local animals that I use. I I get my eggs and my chickens and my pork from a local farmer out on Long Island. So even teaching people about where their food comes from and maybe they're not so intimidated to experiment is what I really enjoy doing as well, including cooking. I love to cook. You've seen me in the kitchen all day long. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, we love it. Well, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the retreat and really making it. I definitely could not have run it without you for so many different reasons. And you know, we have more retreats in our future, right? Oh, I certainly do. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. We do. I've already gotten requests for when the next one will be. So we'll be have to talk offline and create that. But Well, thank you so much, Nancy, for being on the podcast and for all that you do. And also, oh, I want to share with the listeners that I did, I'm going to add a link in the show notes to download Nancy's recipe on, now that was a, let me see, which, what, what recipe are we adding to them? 
Um, we can have whatever you want, but I gave you a different recipe, not one that we we ate at the retreat. It was a quinoa salad with different red fruit. So it had red apples and red grapes and some fruit-infused cranberries. And that's the recipe that I gave Perfect. you. And that's favorite in our house. So that was just so it was something a little different, especially maybe for the women that were at the retreat that had this food that would want something different. Oh, that's perfect. So make sure again that you look in the show notes and you'll see that link and you'll be able to download that PDF and also let us know uh, how it is, right? We always like to hear some feedback. So I'm on social media. A lot of you guys know on the Facebook group. So if you're not a member of the Intuitive Women Facebook group, go ahead and join that. Find Nancy. Nancy, are you mostly on Facebook or Instagram? Um, mostly on Facebook. So you can, and it's just my name, Nancy Ferraris on Facebook. I um, am working on my business page, so that will be coming shortly. And same thing with Instagram. So I am updating my social uh, media as we speak, pretty much. Perfect. So go ahead and check that out on the show notes. Again, Nancy's website, nancysnourishingkitchen.com, and also the PDF to the recipe. So, well, thank you so much, Nancy, for being a guest. It's been fantastic speaking with you. I know we have so many more futuristic plans about retreats, and I can't wait to work with you again. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Tina. And that retreat was really great. And I look forward to many, many more with you. It was perfect. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Well, I really hope you enjoyed the show. I would love to hear some feedback. So if you want to leave me some feedback, you can use the hashtag Tina's Retreat. And you can use that hashtag on Facebook and on Instagram. Now, before I close for the day, I wanted to share with you my Facebook Live that I did from the retreat. So just know this is an audio recording. The video recording is going to be on the Facebook page and the Facebook group. And that is the Intuitive Woman Facebook group. So if you want to see it live and video form, you can go there. But I wanted to close with the audio from the day. You can tell that we're so excited and enjoying the day. So thank you once again for pressing play and listening to the Intuitive Woman podcast. Namaste. I wanted to come live to the one day Orient Point women's healing and yoga retreat. I'm going to turn everybody around in a minute. We are in the middle. We just had an amazing lunch with Chef Nancy and I'm going to turn around and say hello. You're going to say hello to everybody. So let me turn the camera around. Hang on. So there's everybody. Say hello. There's Barbara and Don and Ellen and Elise is getting her, everyone's getting their beautiful makeup on. So Donna, what are you doing today? You were doing... Yeah, look at that. Everyone is just like loving their day. They're all have Yeah. Good. You're welcome. All right, so let's just look around here. We have Nancy and Hannah. Say hi, guys. You're on my Facebook Live. Say hello, the Intuitive Women Facebook. This is Chef Nancy. Nancy, you guys, you can, you are, she is amazing. There's, I guess, can't even tell you enough about the food. And there's Hannah there. Hannah, say hello. <laughs> and we're just hanging out right now. I'm going to go over here into our, this is our yoga room right now. We are rolled up. I'm going to pan out. And everyone's just kind of hanging out right now. We're waiting for the next yoga class. Big wave over there. There's Jasmine and Sari. We have Amy over here. We have Sarah. 
Hey guys, we're gonna do another retreat soon. And let me just show you our amazing banquet table. Here we are. Say hi guys, you're on Facebook Live. So we were just having an amazing lunch. Say hi mom. <laughs> and there's Melissa. We're all doing beautiful, healthy, beautiful nourishing. All right. Bring it back. So that's it, guys. We are having an amazing day. We've already done a, we did a beautiful yoga class, and we took an amazing walk by the water. We've had snack. We've had an amazing lunch, and we're going to be doing a healing ceremony and a restorative class, and then, of course, dinner. It is the most healing day here in Orient Point, and so, so, so good. So watch out for more pictures. It's so exciting, and um, stay tuned. Have a great Saturday, and remember, self-care is not selfish.